Welcome to the Radical Change Group Radio, and we are continuing our series of podcasts on gratitude. And uh, today we're going to change gears, and uh, instead of talking about gratitude, let's talk about its opposite, uh, what we termed uh, entitlement, or ungratefulness, if you will. So, uh, let's jump in and uh, define what entitlement means for each of us. Okay. Yeah, we had we had some uh, we had some uh, uh, discussion here about what to actually call this 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 opposite in quotes. Uh, you know, we kind of played around with the word uh, entitlement or with ungratefulness, and and um, I urge you to listen to this podcast and the following one because together they 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 are going to come as a pair and they're going to clear some things up. Um, but for, for for this, we're going to stick with the word entitlement, and um, what we mean by this is 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 kind of like um, you ex you uh, when you expect uh, um, when when you expect uh, things to be the way they are uh, when you assume that they are, and um, without particularly feeling thankful or appreciative of them. Um, when 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 it's just like kind of yeah you know that's that's how it must be you know and there's like this that's it there's no there's also kind of lack of 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 awareness that things can be some that things can be possibly different um uh lack of awareness that that this what's happening could could be a gift for you i mean and and uh, you could even go as far as saying that the, 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 the substances that provide life for you, like air, food, uh, sun, uh, are gifts to you, right? Um, but if you lack awareness at that level, or even at even a more basic level, you know, when like somebody does something nice to you and you like you don't know, you know, aware of it, you know, uh, that uh, that we call entitlement. Yeah. Sometimes um, to understand something, uh, looking at the opposing side is is critical, right? Uh, I've always loved this example that uh, a man born blind doesn't know what darkness is, but he or she has never experienced light. So, so, so understanding the the opposing point of view or the other end of the spectrum is critical in getting a good understanding of that which you wish to explore. So I think I think that's a that's a critical point here and we've spent quite a bit of time talking about what gratitude and gratefulness and thankfulness is. And for me when I think about entitlement it is the absence the absence of this feeling of gratitude and thankfulness towards another human being another life or the universe in general right so when i when i think about entitlement uh, you know a few things come to mind you know it's like uh, i just expect uh everything to happen uh because that is how it's meant to be you know think think of teenagers right uh, think of uh, teenagers who expect 
the world to dance to their tunes because they are so bloody great, right, so to speak. But the way I think about it is that isn't that a small world to live in? You want to be a big fish, a really big fish in a really, really small pond. Uh, that's to me, is the effect of entitlement. So entitlement, from my point of view, is only the presence of I, me, and myself, and the absence of everything else. Does that make sense? So, so every, everyone and everything outside of myself is just there to serve me, my needs, for my pleasure and for my whims. That is a sense of entitlement without offering the same uh, privilege back in an equal way to the rest of the universe, if you will. Right? So it's just sticking with the example of the child, right? The teenage child. Um, if he or she just expects the money, he or she just expects the roof, he or she just expects the car and whatever he or she needs from the parents without offering offering a sense of graciousness, a gratitude of being aware of the sacrifices that the parent or parents might be going through in order for the child to have these luxuries. That absence of thankfulness, that absence of that awareness of the sacrifices of others leads to a sense of entitlement, which is essentially that the only thing that exists is I, me, myself. In other words, my little bloody ego. Yeah, people who feel entitled are quite annoying, actually. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, have, I, have, you know, I have a personal example, right? So I, I create these web services, websites, um, anyways, internet, internet uh, services, you know, with uh, some of them with a lot of users. Um, and these are all little free, you know, they're they are just freely available, so they're not paid for. Um, um, and then, you know, you know, most of the, of the, of the uh, users, customers, they, they, you know, they're, they appreciate you <laughs> of something that exists there for you know just 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 for their kind of benefit. But then there is a certain group, small one, you know, who like you know they they somehow feel entitled to have it all, you know, and, and you know, and music creators. So like I, I get like these emails saying, oh, well, you know, blah 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 blah. Why don't you have this and do that for us and this? And I'm like, what the hell, you know? Like it's 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 it's, it's annoying, but it's also just strange. I mean, what like. On what possible reasonable basis can they expect things to, to, to just kind of, I don't know, land in their lap with, with, no, with, with no appreciation coming from them whatsoever? I can think of, sorry, go ahead, Sergey, you were going to yeah. say something. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, I, I have a very direct example right now. Like, uh, for, for example, uh, so, so first I want to say that the uh, entitlement could, uh, could be uh, conscious and unconscious, and I think you guys spoke about both versions of that, right? So it's kind of fish uh, in the water, doesn't even know that it expects to, the water to be there, right, until it's caught. And uh, uh, what Mahipal mentions is that you need to be aware of things, right? and if you're not aware, uh, uh, well, actually, no, wait, so you, you were saying that you're like, aware of your ego, but at the same time, like, well, I am the king, I'm just taking things, right, so shut up. 
Uh, and I'm being acutely aware right now of this nasty dog barking outside. And I think I'm entitled to a quiet place right now because we're recording the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right? so, and, and it's like, there's nothing I can do about it. It's just, you know, I, I'm aware that I feel that entitlement about it. At the same time, it's like, it's just unconscious and I, you know, there's nothing I can do. So, uh, oh well, then dog. So, um, I, yeah, I think I think we pretty much agree on uh, this type of definition, and I, uh, I hope we've outlined what it is, right? So it's essentially taking taking something in from others, right, or or, or using the benefits of others, and uh, one way or another, not appreciating it or maybe taking it for granted. That's how I. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think I think the key distinction is I, for for there to be appreciation. There has to be an awareness that somebody has done something for you, and to me, right, that uh, that's the lack of that awareness, right? The the only awareness that you have is being I don't know how else to say it other than a, being a self-absorbed bastard, where the only awareness that you have <laughs> is is I me myself, right? Mm-hmm. And if that's the only awareness I have, then the work, the sacrifices. The, the the gifts of the others cannot be appreciated and in my in some ways I think that's a very small and a sad life mm-hmm. yeah that's how it's never going to be enough right and you're always going to see how you can improve things outside of you that would better serve you and that's why uh, Armani you get, you get in those requests right like why don't you do that <laughs> well it would help them that's for sure. <laughs> Maybe. Yes. <laughs> and. And. <laughs> right. Uh, um, this, this, the, I think it's, it's important to mention that, that um, well, we all feel entitled in some sense to some things, you know. Uh, I don't know what kind of mm. deep meditative uh, uh, life you need to lead to really be aware of everything that kind of is, is there for your uh, providing for your existence. You know, I'm talking about like some basics, food, air, sunlight, you know, earth under your feet, you know. Um, even people who are tend to be very grateful for a lot of things, they still kind of, you know, expect the air to be in the room when they, or in their bathroom when they walk into the bathroom. <laughs> and you don't like feel particularly grateful for that. You know, you just like, I mean, you don't feel aware of it, you know, really, you know. Um, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, I am trying to find the language for this. Uh, I, I I think Sergey had said something that perhaps it's a good time to bring that in. Uh, Sergey had hinted that maybe it's not uh, feeling entitled, but assuming, right? I don't feel entitled for air in in my bathroom but I assume the air is there that's why I walk in if I didn't have that assumption <laughs> right does that make sense so yeah. uh, so yeah. I think when we assume uh, or, or to some level expect right I think that's where uh, 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 that's 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 a little different quality than entitled does that does that make sense yeah you said if you well, in a spaceship right you wouldn't assume necessarily well, it, that the air is there exactly Exactly, exactly. Uh, I uh, uh, I know I've met some people who, through some 
unfortunate events in their life have have not had some of the basic survival essentials for some time. Kind of like, you know, I've never really been truly hungry, you know. I mean, you know, in the sense of like famine or being unable to kind of get food on my table. Um, but I know some, some, someone who has, you know, she, she was like literally in a, like no food. Like can't buy food, can't, there's just no food, you know. Really starving, you know. And that's like, permanently and forever change, change, change her perception of food, you know, like taking away that even once really leaves a very strong imprint and, and, and she, the, the attitude we have towards food is always slightly different, mm-hmm. you know I, I, I the balance of it, she doesn't I, I really resonate at that point of view because I think Knowing the opposite is important to be appreciative, right? Uh, I think I've shared with you guys, but I've never said it in a podcast, so what the hell, I'll share it today. There were six weeks of my life where I didn't have a home to stay. I didn't have a place to sleep. Uh, I was overeducated to find a, a minimum wage job, even in a Starbucks. So I was probably one of the more most freaking so-called educated Bastards without a job, <laughs> without a home, and that forever. Just I, I know who you're talking about, Karan. Uh, but you know, in a very similar way, it completely changed my perception of food, shelter, and relationships. So that was that 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 shock, if you will. In some ways, I, I mean, you guys know, I think of things mythically. So in in many ways, that was an initiation. It was a deep, deep initiation into being very appreciative and very grateful uh, for the food that shows up at my table or the friend who lends a helping hand or finding uh, 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 or finding a roof uh, to stay under. And with that deep sense of appreciation, it also becomes uh, very natural to empathize and see the lack of it in somebody else's life and to, to very much give them the same helping hand that you once received. So uh, uh, I don't feel entitled. I honestly don't feel entitled to the food. But I, get, I just am very, very, very grateful. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, why don't we... Uh uh, proceed and uh, uh, shift gears to the next piece of this podcast, uh, which is uh, uh, let's see. I guess we planned a few things here, so let's see which one we want to talk about. So there's a different semantic structure uh, for gratitude and entitlement. Yeah, why don't we start there? Because I uh-huh. think I think otherwise these are just ideas, right? Uh-huh. The moment you you kind of start to sense and get a feeling for it, uh, you can notice the the difference in how you perceive and interact with the world, I think. Yeah. So uh, how about we start with the entitlement? Like how do you, uh, how you, how you are being in the entitlement from a somatic point of view? So how do you guys feel that? All right. So, um, Mm. Again, the word entitlement has several flavors to it uh, for me. Uh, 
it, when I when I think and experience uh, the kind of the the the, 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 the entitlement of my ego, you know, um, uh, it's it's there's a sense of of puffing up in in you know in my chest, kind of you know become bigger, you know, like I'm more, you know, almost almost kind of trying to take up more space. Uh, uh, with my body that my that my energetic field doesn't quite have, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh-huh. so, so the, right, there is this. I'm trying to balance out something that's missing inside, kind of that. So there's that the, the kind of the beginners that that happens. Yeah. So I, I want to extend that. I, I kind of agree, and but I've noticed that when this happens, both in me and and in a few people that I've noticed and observed, right. You will see that they also tend to push their shoulders back quite a bit, and the head starts looking upwards. It's kind of like the nose going up in the air, and hence the snobby. Hence the hence the old uh, saying, you know, don't have your nose up in the air or snobby, right? But mm-hmm. but what I've noticed somatically is that that puts very undue stress and contraction on your spine, right? And there's this extreme tightening of the spine. Now, here's a very, very interesting thing, right? Think about it very, very, just from an anatomical and uh, physiological perspective, that what does the spine hold? Your medulla oblongata, right? And what does that do? It's the mind-body communication mechanism. Now, the spine, the individual, the individual, uh, individual bones in the spine need to be flexible, and there needs to be space between them for the fluids inside it to to essentially lubricate to lubricate the entire medulla oblongata. Now, when when that is not done right and it's not healthy, you essentially don't have enough communication between your mind and your body in a in a good way. Essentially, leads to a very unhealthy being. Right. So so what I've noticed is this is this extreme tightness of the spine. Mm-hmm. Let's see, how, how is that for me? So, um, I guess I, I, I know two different uh, uh, types of uh, somatic experience for what we just defined as entitlement. Uh, one is conscious, and this is very similar to what uh, uh, you, you, both of you guys described. It's also like puffing up the chest and yeah, the uh, tension of the. Uh, I guess for me, it's mostly the back tension would be, so that my chest would puff out, um, and uh, it's almost it almost feels like bullying into possessing something, right? Bull- Did you say bullying? Bullying, yeah. Uh, b- bullying? Bullying. I mean, like bullies, you know? Like a bully, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, kind of forcing it in, uh, in others uh, into uh, giving you something, right? That kind of uh, entitlement. Uh, and also there is uh, the uh, unconscious uh, way of doing it, which doesn't lead to any particular somatic structure, as far as I can tell. It's more like you're just unaware of it entirely. So, so it's more like missing. Are, are you saying that if you're unaware of being entitled, it doesn't affect your body? It's like uh, what I'm saying is 
say when I feel gratitude, there is a very specific somatic experience, like very specific structure. When there is conscious or ego entitlement, right, there is a specific structure. And when it's unconscious, I'm just taking it for granted. It's like I don't even notice it. So it's like absent I'm, as far as I can tell. I'm, I'm trying to uh, make a very strong distinction here. Because you don't notice it doesn't mean it's not there. And my point, my point is that that this this particular somatic tension exists. So, for example, you, you'll notice a lot of people with chronic back pain or chronic neck pain. I'm not going to give you my conclusions. I'm just going to offer an experiment to you. Look at the people who have these chronic pains in the shoulders and lower back and see what do they all share in common. Look at it. So what I'm saying is being unaware or unconscious doesn't excuse the fact, the effects of having entitlement in your life. That's all I'm, that's all I'm going to say. So just because you're not aware that it's safe, use your word, you're unconscious of the entitlement, doesn't mean it does not impact your body. Doesn't mean it doesn't have a physical marker and a physical structure on how you're being. Because then the easy answer would be, let me just become unaware of everything and be happy-go-lucky and have <laughs> it have no effect on me. I wish it was as easy as that. I don't think it is. Yeah, well, for some things, okay, maybe, maybe there's a distinction here. So, like, for example, uh, most of the time I'm not aware of uh, being entitled to the air, right? Although I probably have this uh, thing that, you know, I expect air to be all around me all the time. Uh, and uh, I also kind of feel that I'm entitled to uh, enough income so that I, uh, I can lead a comfortable life. Uh, but that is different, right? So there is a bit of, I guess... Let, let's let's say uh, I, I'm not as comfortable with, you know, uh, earning a lot of money, so I would have some insecurity. I actually did feel that, that way a few years back, that, you know, I'm getting this big salary and I'm not even sure of myself that I can actually, that I actually uh, deserve that. And uh, that leads to this sort of, yeah, I kind of, I think I deserve that and, and you know, I, I'm taking it, but... There's this insecurity, and that and that was largely unconscious. So now, I looking back, I can tell that, but back then I didn't really pay attention much to that. But that, yes, that does influence the semantics, and uh, that is actually quite different from puffing up the chest. It's more like kind of like a contraction, more than anything. Yes, it is a contraction. You're right, mm -hmm. but even when you're puffing up the chest, right? Now, if you just take a completely physiological view of it, mm -hmm. for you to puff your chest out, what, what do you have to do? You can't puff your chest out without first contracting your back muscles. Yes. So in, in that, in active entitlement, let's, let's say, right, it's, it's the back spine. In unconscious, I guess, for me, it's the lower back kind of being, so I'm almost leaning forward in that state. Not going back, but forward. So I'm making my chest smaller, but at the same time, it's my lower back that's holding the weight. That's how okay. I have it. All right. To, again, um, I, I see what you're saying, and mm -hmm. I just want to say, I just want to repeat a small thing I said earlier. I said, pay attention to the tension in the lower back and mm -hmm. the neck area. 
right? Uh, it could be active, passive. I, I never thought about it like that. It could mm-hmm. be active, passive, but you're going to essentially see this contraction of the spine. Mm-hmm. And that, that, all I'll say in this podcast right now, shortens life. Uh, we'll get back to the spine metaphor in, in, in the next podcast where we talk about the release from this. Yeah. Okay. Um, why don't we discuss, uh, you know, the goods and bads? Wait, we because... haven't discussed the somatic structure of the gratitude itself. Oh, we haven't. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. Okay. Uh, because I think in studying the opposites, true. you find the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of jumped the gun. All right. Uh, gratitude. Uh, so, how do you guys experience gratitude? Well, you know, it's 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 uh, actually a little bit similar, a little bit for me. Um, similar to what? To entitlement? To, well, to to what we've been talking about, the somatic expression of it. Uh, to me, gratitude is is this is this almost like inhalation, you know? Is that it's 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 um, it's really it's more like a breath in, you know. Uh, and and then breath in and then this flowing out of me, you know, of you know, in every direction, sort of, you know. Uh, uh, the so so before with the entitlement, it was the puffing of the chest. It was more like holding in, holding in. Yeah, it was restructuring my body to to seem larger, and holding that tension. That way, kind right? of a, Where, kind of a, reminds me of gorillas beating the chest, if you will. Yeah, it, exactly. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Exactly. That's a perfect analogy. And with gratitude, it's more like a uh, deep inhalation. You know, like I imagine you, I don't know, some amazing place on top of a mountain looking over a waterfall, right? Mm. You're like, oh, that. Hmm. Does that uh, ring a bell? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've seen a lot yeah, of pictures right. of Mikey Paul doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, what is it for you? I think I think you described the outer appearance completely, and then the second thing that happens is the uh, for me what happens is that the eye disappears. It's almost a meditative state where you know I stop thinking about me in this small sense, and there's this merger with something larger than I. You know, and there's a sense of expansiveness and almost like my my whole body and my my being has become porous. That's the only way I can describe it. Right. Mm. And and the big distinction, just like what you had mentioned, uh, Karan, before was, you know, uh, uh, when I feel entitlement, I feel like I have to take the air in and hold it in and expand and become as big as I can. And actually, buddy, it makes me breathless, right? It kills you, if in fact, over a period of time. And you can beat your chest. Uh, and try you try to appear larger. And in gratitude, you essentially have become one with something larger than you, and it's just entirely porous. And there's this sense of freeness and lightness of being. I know those terms are very, very loosely and frequently used, but there's this essential sense of lightness of being in this sense of gratitude. And when, when, and again, understanding opposites is good. Entitlement, there's a sense of heaviness for me that comes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess 
for me, what uh, the first thing that I would uh, notice is uh, the expansion of the heart. It's like almost, I almost literally feel the like the heart becoming uh, warmer, like physically warmer, and kind of expands. So, uh, and uh, as opposed to the entitlement, uh, so where I force myself to kind of be, get bigger, here I just relax into becoming bigger. So I literally become bigger. Uh, maybe not like not by physical measures, but it feels that way. Your sense of experience becomes very bigger. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. I think I think all three of us have found a few similarities, right? Where it's almost like you know, this was the feeling we had, right? Yeah. Where, expanding where, hands yeah, and expanding. Yeah. The, the, the air coming in and the the heart just opening and our hands expanding out, mm -hmm. uh, and the sense of lightness. But I think I think it's a good exercise for um, instead of just listening to what we are doing, is for you, our listeners, to try this experiment out as to how do you experience and feel these two states of being because they are distinctly different. And first, being able to mark them out is the first step towards building awareness to seeing when you're being a son of a bitch <laughs> to when you're being <laughs> in gratitude and experiencing life and all its beauty. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, are you ready for the goods and bads? <laughs> you want to talk about that? The goods and bads of oh. gratitude and entitlement. Yeah, both. You mean you mean people calling you a grateful bastard is not bad enough? You want to talk more about more, more bads? <laughs> That's just the surface, right? I mean, we kind of like to dig a little deeper, always, right? All right. I mean, <laughs> if you are, you know, if you are internally referenced, then it also shortens your life. <laughs> <laughs> you mean because because other people don't feel good about you? <laughs> in that way <laughs> not only because of that actually I remember reading um, research on this stuff uh, back in my NLP um, days uh, it was some Japanese folks who, who uh, tested a variety of, of uh, internal states right? they discovered that the state of gratitude is, is um, uh, just the healthiest I forget what metrics they use to measure the healthiness, but but they were like you know kind of medical researchers, so uh, I trusted their findings. Um, but it, but what struck me actually right now is that Sergey, the way you describe right, it's the enlargement of the heart. Well, you know that sounds like that pretty good, you know, for cardiovascular, right? Enlargement of the heart, you know, no, you know, everything that's clogged up will be cleaned, right? It makes sense, right? Even in the language, you can you you're hearing on this on this on the health benefits already. Right. Probably. Mm -hmm. And the opposite as well. Entitlement, you know, contraction, tension, uh, muscle stance in the lower back. Yeah, man, you know, that's you can hold this for a while, you can have a bad back, right? <laughs> in a short life. And so. a really short life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think also uh, over a period of time the sense of entitlement will make the world you live in and the world you belong to much smaller. really, really, really small. And in some yeah. ways, you can ha you may have a lot of money, but you won't have any true wealth. And there's a huge difference between having money and being wealthy. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a wise thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, once in a while, I have those brain farts, you know. <laughs> yeah, you get the cookie. <laughs> uh, no, why do you think I order Chinese, man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, I, I think it's easy to uh, kind of assign the bad stuff to the entitlement and good stuff to the gratitude. For you, okay. I think, I think, <laughs> I think we got that much. Uh, well, what are some I, I'm, I want to try to, I'm trying to think of uh, what are the good parts about entitlement. And uh, one thing I'm finding is that uh, it's actually good for survival occasionally right so if you're actually in a tight spot then sometimes you might uh, you know feeling of entitlement might actually save your life maybe at, ex- at the expense of others but at least for that period of time you know if it's be entitled to something be you know feel that you you owe this you own this uh versus giving it away you know giving away your last uh uh piece of food and then starve to death you know that's uh, you might help more people, I guess, if you uh, take care of yourself first. So I think in that but, sense, that does it make sense. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we talked a lot about this before the podcast, trying to research, yeah. um, and um, kind of got got uh, you, you know the, the semantics uh, uh, gets in the way, right? Uh, so for the purpose of this podcast, we're focused on, on kind of on this, you know, the the sort of the, the bad, the evil version of entitlement. Um, yeah. Uh, but if we talk about the the you know the good version of entitlement, then uh, there's a lot of good in it, um, uh, both both internally and externally. So a couple of examples might might clarify what I mean. If you expect to be treated well, if you feel entitled that you should be treated well, respected, whatever, you know, then people will tend to do that much more than if you don't feel entitled for that. Hmm. I mean, you know, uh, social creatures are going to uh, key off your own internal states. That's mm-hmm. one. But also internally it works the same way, right? If you, if you, you know, if you feel entitled to having, like, say, good health, uh, it's almost like your body is going to scan your own mind, you know, whatever, you know, and you, you will have a higher chances of having good health, you know? Basically, you know, what you, your expectation of reality uh, will create that reality. So in that sense, uh, entitlement is quite, is quite good and healthy. I don't know. I think I think we we kind of have um, opinions on that because the word entitlement is so loaded, loaded right? Yeah. Uh, uh, I, like I, I, you know, self-centered, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, um, if I may make, uh, for me, from my personal experience, if I may make a small distinction here for me, so I don't feel entitled to be treated well. I don't feel entitled to be respected, right? That is something that I either a I earn, or two, I assume that the uh, much, I think, Sergey, you help me make this distinction. I, I assume to be treated well, I assume to be respected, I expect to do it, but at the same time, I expect and assume to give that same amount back, number one. But I think entitlement also has a very, very positive, especially for me in survival, right? Now, I'm thinking about martial arts, right? And I just, just make it very 
real and concrete. Getting into a fight and not feeling entitled to survive is a sure way to fucking die. <laughs> okay? So, uh-huh. so uh, if I do get onto the mat, if I do, uh, if I want that peak performance for survival, right? For survival, I do feel entitled to does that make sense? So I think the question, the, the, the interesting thought is that what do you feel you're entitled to in order to survive? But the amount of things as the number of things that you need in order to survive increases, you just start becoming a bigger SOB. Does that make sense? The, mm-hmm. it's, it's very much like knowing your number, if you will, you know, financially, you know. Um, uh, people have an internal marker for a number that they need in order to feel happy. And there's a lot of research that was done that, you know, over $70,000 money really doesn't play that big of an effect, but it's your own internal expectations. So the smaller the number you have, the greater your chances of you feeling happy. And the smaller the number of things you feel entitled to survive, the better you are. So, so for me, the sense of entitlement when it's tied to being alive and surviving that's a positive. It probably gets you to function at your best and uh, come out in a do or die situation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, what's the negatives of uh, ingratitude, of feeling gratitude, huh? Yeah, it's a good question. The negative. Well, uh, it depends on the context, uh, but I can imagine some some context, some kind of societies or groups. Environments where you know, uh, in, you know, being grateful can be can be uh, you know, interpreted as being a nice guy, right? And in some contexts, being a nice guy can can get you into a lot of trouble, right? Like especially like in kind of you know tough, tough. I don't know, think of prison or something. You know, if you, you know if you look like a nice guy, you're probably gonna have a hard time in prison. Mm-hmm. You know, I conjecture, right? <laughs> no personal experience coming from his no head. <laughs> At least not that he like not, not that he uh, acknowledge online. <laughs> okay, don't talk about your gulag experience here or mine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but but you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I think there's one other piece, right? I think uh, uh, in the hands of a master manipulator, gratitude can be used against you, right? And I've oh, seen yeah. I've seen people do that. Like if you remember, even Chaldini's book on influence, right? Where or you go to a a car salesperson, they're very good at doing this. They'll essentially try to do something small and nice for you because because of the principle of reciprocity. And the moment you start feeling that sense of, hey, he was being nice to me, what not? Mm-hmm. Uh, the moment that, that that sense of gratitude comes in, and if you don't have your uh, cognitive filters up, you can feel gratitude, but have your cognitive filters up to make sure you're protected. Mm-hmm. If you just mm-hmm. openly just fully gratitude, you, you can easily fall prey to some real masterful manipulation. Yeah. He bought me coffee and tied a balloon to my car. Hey. <laughs> Here is $10,000. Yep. <laughs> uh-huh. People totally buy this stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I don't even feel I have anything to add to that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's how I... Yeah, I mean, these are two powerful states of feeling or being and two powerful constructs of experiencing our life 
uh, I know a lot of people make one better than the other. It's all context specific, right? Uh, but it's it's always good to see both the theses and the antitheses. Uh, and it just depends on the point of view. One person's freedom fighter is another person's uh, terrorist. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and in the next podcast, we're going to go for the goal, go for the synthesis of the two. Or explore what might be there. Yep. So, any closing thoughts, guys? Well, I guess there's always a polarity. There's always a spectrum. They right? always come to that conclusion. <laughs> it depends, but still don't be a small SOB. Don't be, don't be a big SOB in a small world. <laughs> or even a small SOB in a big world. <laughs> yeah, at least there no one notices you. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, have a wonderful day then. And... Uh, May you be happy. Only <laughs> 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 broke the pattern. <laughs>The copyright of this recording is owned by the Radical Change Group and the individual contributors. Permission to copy and distribute freely is granted, provided that the entire recording on this notice remain intact. Please visit us at www.radicalchangegroup.com. Your comments and feedback will be greatly appreciated.